Hello, and we are back with Inside the O. Saren Noel is now here. He uh, skipped the past couple days. I don't know what he was doing. And we got on the clock star Graham Clark and our special guest, Molly Erickson. Today, it's going to be a very, um, very spontaneous episode, I would like to say. Um, we're going to talk about our years um, in our respective sports and uh, just some of the stories we had during our year. So I want to start with uh, number, what were you, number six draft pick in the 2017 OHL draft? The number six draft pick to the Ottawa 67s, his hometown. Um, Tell me about this year and uh, maybe some stories you had with all the guys there. Uh, it was a good year with the boys, you know, first first year of junior hockey, so, you know, you got the ups and downs, but it was an uh, overall good year. You want to hear a story? Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear a story, eh? There's just so many. Uh, it's pick hard, one. Hard to think. Yeah, yeah. pick one. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to think about it. Okay. Yeah, I'll come back. Thank you for introducing yourself. Uh, we also got Sarah Noel here. Um, projected to go in the first round uh, Craig Button though that doesn't mean too much so projected to go pretty much anywhere because it's Craig no I'm kidding great hockey player uh, second round pick to Oshawa in the 2016 OHL draft um, uh, has come into his own as a hockey player six foot six um, maybe 155 pounds uh, Really lanky, can't really do much. But uh, Saren, tell me about your year and uh, what uh, what turned, what have you benefited from this year's team compared to last year? Well, I think uh, we had a pretty successful year. Um, just kind of took a lot of stepping stones with it as our group. Um, we're a young team and um, definitely had a bigger role this year um, compared to last year. I think uh, more power play time just helped with my confidence and just more ice time. So I think I, I de- developed and kind of um, became a better player. Thank you, Saren. So we now have Molly Erickson. Um, she plays soccer for? West Ottawa League One women's team. Nice. And you are committed to? DePaul University. Talk to us about this year and uh, maybe the ups and downs you had um, and all that. Um, so this year we've lost every single one of our games. Um, <laughs> I'm the goalkeeper, so that's always good for the ego. We're a very young team. Um, yeah, been a little bit of a slow start, but we're getting there. We scored last week, so that's, that's always good. What have you learned from a struggling season like this? Um, probably to just see the best in the game. <laughs> it's hard to lose. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Um, so, Graham, have you thought of any of your stories that you would like to tell to the uh, podcast today? Um, good one is probably when, uh... Went to the went down to the Sioux, you know, we go there once a year, so down in the Sioux, um it's the end of a three and three. We were in the Sioux on a Sunday, we lost the two games before that. 
they're known as the best team in the league. They just traded, got all these sick guys to come in. We're uh, we're going in there at 7.30 at night and then knowing that we had to drive back 10 hours that night, you know, on a Sunday. So vibes in the room before the game, you know, not too good. But then, uh, you know, coaches comes in, gives us a great speech. Uh, we go out there, they score on the first shift. Um, they score two minutes after, I think. So then we're down 2 nothing, start of the game, and, uh, you know, uh, ended up winning in overtime. So that was one of the cooler moments of the year, being able to beat them. That's good. That's a great story. I have a similar story. Um, uh, we had Sarnia come into the uh, Rogers K Rock Center, one of, probably one of my favorite rinks in the league by far, probably one of the best ones, a lot better than Oshawa and uh, Ottawa. They get fans though, right? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, we had Sarnia come in on a 16 game uh, heater, and we're there pretty much. Uh, pooping ourselves in the room before because they're they're a good team. They had Jordan Cairo, they had a lot of good people up front, uh, Hines and just a good team, you know, just just solid. And uh, we go out there and I think we pumped them seven one, eight one, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to get the vibe back up. I think we were coming off a five game losing streak too, so um, that was one of a similar story that we had against one of the top teams in the league too. Kitchener came in um, near the end of the year and they're sixth in the CHL and we beat them 7-1 and it's a, it's a good confidence booster. Sarah, do you have any stories like that this year? Um, <clears throat> stories? Uh, not really, no, I don't. But uh, I understand, uh, Graham, that you played uh, with Team Canada this year at the U17 tournament. Can you uh, tell us about that experience? Uh, yeah, that was a great experience for me. You know, um, getting to uh, go over to Dawson Creek and uh, Fort St. John and really get, uh, you know, the community is really welcoming to the three teams that get to go over from Canada. And uh, we held our own in the tournament, you know, uh, in the uh, round robin. We lost to... Uh, the U.S. who won the tournament in a shootout, so that was good. And then we lost, ended up losing in the bronze medal, which uh, obviously we weren't too happy about because we didn't walk away with anything. But it was a good experience for myself moving forward in my career. And it was nice, like, in between, in the middle of the hockey season, be able to go on a trip with a bunch of kids your age over and uh, get to experience. That was pretty cool. Midway through the, uh, the OHL season, kind of gets your confidence up, too, for the second half of the year. Awesome. Now, Saren, I want to ask you a question. Going the uh, the draft is is pretty close. Um, ha- have you felt um, nerves starting to kick in at this point, or is it kind of just uh, business as usual for you because uh, you've kind of been through it the whole year? The pressure. Can you touch on that? Yeah, for sure. I think. Um... You know, as you said, it's kind of winding down and getting closer. Uh, obviously, I'm a little bit nervous, just uh, thinking of like what could happen and all the possible outcomes. So definitely, I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit nervous and anxious and just excited to go down and play. Thank you. So we're gonna switch over to soccer once again, Molly. I want to know how excited you are to go to school in the next couple. When are you going to school next year? Like to DePaul. I leave July 29th. 
So how excited are you for that experience? I'm really excited. It's going to be really different uh, living in a different country um, and playing university ball. Um, schedule is a lot more rigorous and um, I'm just super excited for the opportunity. It'll be uh, interesting to see um, what will happen. We're going to be a pretty young squad. We have a lot of freshmen coming in. Um, I'm one of the only Canadians, me and one other girl, so that will be super fun. Um, I'm just super excited for the opportunity and uh, moving to the big city. Chicago is going to be definitely different than Ottawa. And the city Saren might get drafted to at the that end of the month. That would be crazy. And you guys, but you, you never know. If it's so unpredictable. Right. But uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And Graham, I want you to ask Saren a question about his experience at Team Canada since he hung you out to dry a little bit there. Uh, I'll switch it up actually. I'll ask him a more interesting question. Okay. Uh, what was your toughest question at the NHL Combine? Oh, yes. I want to hear that too. That's very good. Thank you. Um, you know what? I think for me, most teams just kind of kept it simple and tried to find out just who I was as a person. Um, not necessarily um, asking me questions to try and get in my head and trick me, but um, maybe. Just questions like, uh, like why do you play hockey and stuff? It's like kind of like you don't really have an answer on the top of your head. So uh, those are pretty difficult when they're now. Sam, why do you play hockey? Uh, you know, I just I like winning. Um, you know, I think uh, ever since I was a kid, I got the opportunity once. My neighbor was a scout for Boston, and uh, he. Uh, that's the year that, um, 2012, I think it was, or 11, sorry, when uh, Boston won the Cup. Won the cup yeah. he, uh, he got to bring it to his That's house and to our streets. So, um, oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, These we're going to double check that because I'm pretty sure it's 2011. Okay, it might be, but um, I remember Vancouver won the Cup in 2010. Right. So, um, anyway, um, I got to, to kind of spend time with the, the trophy and. Uh, touch it and you know I just want to kind of create that feeling again. The team shy touching. away from taking you now that you've touched the cup because now you can't because you've already touched it before? Uh, I think that's false and just like it's inaccurate. Yeah, I mean that's just false. Yeah, yeah that was a statement. That's pretty real. Okay. So um, Molly, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was under the impression that you played for Team Sweden. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and kind of representing your country and everything about that? So I originally was playing um, with the under 17 Canadian national program. Um, I did two camps and then I made the switch to play with uh, Sweden's under 16 and under 17 team. So um, I represented them in six tournaments, uh, two rounds of Euro qualifications. Um, pretty cool experience it's interesting um, and pretty amazing to wear uh, your country I was born in Sweden so that's where I get my citizenship from but I'm also a Canadian citizen so that was kind of a big decision for me um, to switch countries like that um, so once you switch over you're not allowed to go back so I never got um, I never played with Canada I only did national camps in order to be cap tied, you need to play um, 
at a like FIFA sanctioned tournament, so either UEFA, CONCACAF, um, or something like that, and I never did that with Canada, I only did that with Sweden. So right now I am cap tied to Sweden, and I'm allowed one switch as a youth. I'm part of the under 20 Canadian national program now, um, and we have the World Cup in two years, so hopefully um, I make that team, and maybe I can do a switch then. You're allowed one switch as a youth and one as an adult. So I'm right now capped for under 17, uh, capped tied with Sweden, but I'm no longer an under 17 player, so it doesn't really matter. Awesome. Okay, just uh, one more question for Paul here. Um, coming into the OHL this year, uh, back in the minor hockey days when we used to play together, I'd definitely call you a skilled guy. Um, and then you have a couple of fights this year, and you turn more into a... Uh, not necessarily an enforcer, but uh, someone who you don't really want to mess with on the ice. I, mean, I can say from experience playing against this guy, pretty scary guy on the ice. So maybe just talk about a little bit about um, just tr transitioning into that kind of enforcer type player and being scary out there. Well, first of all, Saren, um minor hockey is a completely different beast. Um, you come up and you're, you're playing with people that probably haven't, most of them haven't hit the uh, puberty. So that's, that's a huge difference in just me developing as a player even last year. Um, I got kind of into a mojo where every game I'd go out and I liked hitting, I liked that part of the physical aspect of the game and then junior I had a couple fights too and I just like like it's fun it's exhilarating for me I like doing it I wouldn't call myself an enforcer I'd call myself more of a power forward so um I don't know this year with those three I just try to um fight when when our team when I feel like our team needs it or someone needs to be stood up for that is not capable of maybe standing up for themselves or doesn't want to get into that kind of fight because it's a guy we need during the game so I felt like I took that matter into my own hands and and sometimes it helped the team sometimes it didn't but that's the risk I'm willing to take yeah and I think uh, it's pretty important to um, you know uh, establish that uh, <laughs> presence on the ice and uh, make sure that uh, you're there for your teammates and stuff but um, in the direction that hockey is moving in today's society and just away from fighting, what do you think, uh, what are your um, opinion, opinions on just kind of well, and hockey and where they stand together? Clearly, um, I got to start focusing on scoring goals because soon enough, uh, fighting's going to be out of the league. But... I really don't agree with it. Um, I feel like even before they made the switch to, all, to less fighting and stuff like that, that the league was turning into more of a skill league anyways because GMs and stuff were, were not... They didn't think that enforcers were, <laughs> were a big part of the team and they didn't really help them. But I feel like you need to have the opportunity to hold your own, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, and, and moving on to you, Graham, um, I, understand, I understand that you got to play with um, uh, Sevalosa. <laughs> <laughs> with Sevalosa. 
So how was he as a player? Yeah. Talk about maybe some of the impact. <laughs> Talk about the impact he made on the team. Please. He uh he he draws comparisons to people like Afghani Melkin and Kuznetsov and uh, if you're talking right shots probably Oshi. Yeah. And um, I just think he was a huge contributor this year. I think he he had this this one assist that I vividly remember. <laughs> and then uh, he had these two goals that I remember as well. And uh, it was just uh, it was awesome. He started the year uh, first game of the year scored. Really. Second game of the year assist. Okay. And then uh, the uh, the forty without one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds me of myself because the first five games of the regular season, if we count preseason, I had eight points in eight games, and then I went on a 20, 25 game bender where I couldn't even step on the ice without getting absolutely pumped by yeah. another team. So, you know what? I feel him. I know where he's coming from. Um, Seva is, I played against him in minor hockey. He is um, the next Corey Perry. And if well, I. You know what? If I'm gonna it's gonna, to, yeah, he's gonna need it. Like, he, 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 he that's him. That, I think that's him. Um, and then maybe touch on, uh, you know, Nolan Gardner being one of those team guys, locker room guys. Obviously, a skilled talent, too. Uh, getting cut at the start of the year just. How big of an impact is that? <laughs> you know what he played? He played with us for like 15 games, and let me tell you, we came out with some firepower because of him. He's a <laughs> locker room guy who energizes our group before every game and in between periods. And when we lost him and we dealt him to the queue or something like that, <laughs> um, we I swear we lost 10 games in a row. So, so and Saren, I wanted I want to ask Saren a question. Other than maybe dropping the gloves. Um, do you think Sean Allen knows how to skate backwards? <laughs> uh, like, you know how what? big of a part to the team is he? You know, and uh, I know fighting is kind of going away from hockey, but... Who just... has better backwards drive? Paul Bizanet? <laughs> or Allen? Um, honestly, like, probably Paul Bizanet. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Allen... Uh, great team guy. Uh, goes out there every night, 100%. Um, block shots, you know, kind of a penalty kill guy. Uh, plays for the team. So, really good guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Any more questions on maybe me or Graham's Big team? question, though. Big question for everyone. And we're going to go around the table so everyone hears it for here first. Bold prediction for tonight, Paul. What the score and who wins? You know what? Tell me the score and who wins. I've said this all along. This Vegas team is... They can compete. They're the real deal. Yeah. Okay? They have so the real deal on their team. I real feel... Deal, James Neal. I f- they have the real deal, James Neal. And uh, I feel like... But I, I gotta stop you there because <laughs> you're wrong. And I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Washington is just much bigger, faster, and stronger. And I think those are the attributes 
and skills that you need to have when playing in the Stanley Cup okay, Finals. Score. Think about this. Do you think Caps win, you think, tonight? I'm, I'm thinking the Caps win. Score. I'm thinking Ryan Reeves pops too. Okay. Uh, I know that's, uh, that's, bold. that's is it stretching because, it a little bit. Is it because you guys are related? Um, we are not related. Uh, that is very racist. <laughs> the only oh, reason you said true. that was because my skin color is black and it is. Um, obviously excellent hockey player. Um, probably a better fighter though, maybe. Then I don't know if you guys... Just better than a skilled player, like he's a... Oh yeah, no, I just mean like if I got it. Anyways. Um, um, what but... I really care about though in this series, all I want is to see Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson fight. And then I'd be happy. Yeah. So. You know what? So don't I... give me a score. Okay. Give him a Ball. score. So Washington's got it. You know what, Molly? Score? Who wins tonight? Vegas. I know you're going to go Vegas. They're at home, yes. Vegas is now a team in the NHL. First ever year they're in the cup final. What hey, do you think? Pretty impressive. Thinking Vegas. 3-1. Oh, nice. With an you know empty what? netter or no empty netter? I think... Netter. Open... Open netter. Yep. Perfect, she calls it. I so think... So 2-1 with an empty netter. I think... Saren was right, Washington might win the series. But Vegas is going to take the second. They're not losing at home. They're not losing at home. And I'm dead serious. Washington doesn't want to lift the cup up in Vegas. Right. They don't want to win in Game 6. I like that. But you know what I want to see, and there hasn't been in forever, a Game 7 overtime. I know. Same with In the cup final. And we need that. We need that. Hockey needs it. I would say we get these bets on paper, and we make it more interesting. Let's start gambling some money away. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all signing up. This episode is brought to you by Warrior. Warrior is one of the best brands you can ever get I mean, in your entire life. You can't do that. You get in trouble with <laughs> that. This is a spitting chick like um, Okay, one last question. Um, Shout out to Trojan, though. <laughs> best condom in the league. <laughs> hey. So, Graham... You went to Russia this year. Uh, how was that experience? Oh, it was good. Um, you know, got to be with older guys, guys who are up and coming players that are going to be high picks. I want to stop you the right draft. there. Sorry, yeah. I just have a question. Sure, yeah. Um, Kirby Doc. Yeah. I saw a mock draft. He's four. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? You know, good for him. <laughs> who awesome. the heck is Kirby Doc? Um, he's uh, he's an 01, obviously. Uh, he's from the WHL. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that? Because you're an L1, obviously you want to go first overall next year. Um, how do you feel about someone being so much higher than you in a mock draft this year? And just like how it hurts so much. Um, just coming from a guy that wasn't even on mock drafts ever. He's um, <laughs> not even remotely close to being on a mock draft. Uh, hopefully next year he has one hell of a breakout here, or else he's going probably back down to the PM. So uh, how do you feel about not being on a mock or just having? You know what? So far ahead of you? There's a thing that kids don't know about these days, and it's it's not about where you start, but where you finish. It's a marathon. It's not a, a marathon. Sprint. The year yeah. is going to be a long year. Yeah. You know what? You want to start freaking ten thousandth on that list. Yeah. But it's There's about not, where you end. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, right? Okay. So. Um, Saren, one last, one last question for you. Um, I've heard, like, through multiple r- reports that that top four in the draft this year is, is pretty much set. So you don't, 
Just um, can, you, actually, can, you, yeah. can you stop talking? Or, oh, I'm sorry. Can you stop talking, please? So this 2018 draft is is pretty much set. You got Darlene at the top. Larrabee. You Lost got available. Shvashnikov. He's up Then you got Bokvist. Then you got Zadina. Then you got Larry. Well, Larry might squeak in the top five. How do you feel about? Um, <laughs> we just had you, one of the most skilled forwards in the CC2 just walk in the room, so yeah. we got to interview him. So, yeah, Maddie, but in, yeah. we want to ask you a couple questions. How was? Uh, who was your best fighter on your team this year? Uh, our best fighter on the Ottawa School of the Knights goes by the name of Franco Canyon. Okay, he and is a troll. former inmate. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of the house. They just stop you. Stop you right there. Uh, how many um, people have been charged? Uh, well, we have a couple convicts on our team. We got one of the reasons. So, can you tell me the different convicts you had on your team? Well, uh, so the first one, I'll call of. So you just say Franco, I'm not yeah. sure what his real name is, it's just practice identity. So he actually got uh, charged with shooting a girl in a brick and enter on a drug bust. And the other one... Those guys, you do... The did other he kill one... Him? Did he kill I'm, him? I'm not going to say his name, but he did something that rhymes with grape. It rhymes with grape, I'm, like, I'm sure you guys can figure it out for the, probably all, all, all the listeners, but... Uh, it rhymes with grape. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, Chape. taped someone up. He taped someone up and hit it from behind. I hear you guys have one of the nicer rinks and Oh, rink. baby, don't get me started about the bar. The bar. <laughs> the bar, bro. We want to get you Is started. Is it true that during the intermissions, uh, guys go out with their skates on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that often here, you think. Some of your players sharpen their skates. I mean, oh, we definitely have some guys who have never sharpened their skates. <laughs> <laughs> they probably, they probably <laughs> never get them sharpened when they bought them, too. Like, if you could add up, like, from every single team, how many darts do you think I consumed <laughs> a year? Just from, like, the whole CC2. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can count that high. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for your time, Matt. We are now off the clock with oh, On the Clock and Inside the Oak. Inside the locker room. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.